And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Thanks for listening. We're going to get a break from my voice this week and celebrate my friend and newest member of Ruinous Media, Randy Randall, and his podcast, Hyphenate. Hyphenate is a celebration of people that find the energy and focus to do too many things with tenacity, diligence, and of course, coolness. This episode features Ray Barbie, the skateboarder, the photographer, the guitarist. I grew up watching Ray Barbie skate. I listen to Ray Barbie's music. I met Ray Barbie in a cab, but that's a different story for a different podcast. For now, let's listen to Randy and Ray on the hyphenate. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? It's Randy Randall. Today on the show, I have one of my favorite people in the whole world, uh, Mr. Ray Barbie. I'm so excited I got to sit down here in the studio and Ray was gracious enough to make the drive up from Long Beach here to Sunland where I am and sit down with me for a little over an hour and talk about guitars, skateboarding, and photography. Ray really has been a, uh, a lifelong inspiration for me. I remember growing up skateboarding and um, Ray was always younger than the other Bones Brigade 
members it seemed like he kind of was the the new kid on the team in the late 80s and um felt like i could relate to him a little bit more being the younger brother the young kid myself you know the, the family of skateboarders and surfers and things so definitely one of the shining lights of culture for me or alternative culture or whatever you want to call it you know of being able to be um multifaceted and just hyper talented and not you know restraining your interests or your um pursuits of things to just one genre you know being able to cross over and have fun and, and just experiment and mess around and not worry about having to be the best at any one thing you do but just really being a well-rounded interesting creative person and adding more to the world that way let's jump right to it here it is, my talk with Ray Barbie. I really can't thank him enough. Thanks, Ray, for coming on. Hope you like it. In, in high school, I turned pro for Powell. You know, because I got into skateboarding through a friend who got a skateboard for his birthday. And I had seen a skateboard before, but it was in the way of the little banana. We call them banana boards, little yeah. plastic boards with the you know, with the, with the slow wheels and just kind of uninteresting, just to me, no different than a uh, um, hula hoop or, but this skateboard that Danny got, it was a Veriflex Vectra. And I, and you know what I mean? It's like, it's those big boards, 10 inches long, 30 inches wide with these big wheels and just this like dynamic graphic on That's, it. And I'm just like, Wow, <laughs> it's that on. thing might have been glowing <laughs> at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. Spark I think, I think, yeah, I think about Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. You know what I mean? They open up the <laughs> ark. They open up, the, oh, okay, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, wow. Oh, and I just knew that, like, okay, like, now you can do something with that. And I knew also that there's something with that. Like that's a part of something bigger or something. Yeah. There's just something too. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Cause yeah, you yeah. hear How about you know? these skateboarders yeah. or whatever, but you don't know. But I was just like, Damn, you know? Yeah. And so anyways, he's riding that and I'm still on my bike and I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> switch, switch over. And uh, I was telling him, I was like, man, I want to get a skateboard. And he's like, well, my dad used to skate. Like, I think he still has his old skateboard. He might give it to you. And it's so rad he gave it to me. No way. And he had this Sims wood kick. Okay. And so it wasn't it wasn't the banana board and it definitely wasn't the new board, but it was, it was something. To get you going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was called the wood kick because yeah. it you had to put a slab to create the kick. Okay. They weren't molding the boards yet. So you two pieces so they, of wood. It was two pieces. Like so they glued it. it to kick yeah. to have the kick yeah yeah because they Getting realize the like a kick helps the kick turn yeah you need some car or whatever yeah and so i had that and then that was in the summer before seventh grade go to school try to hang out we knew what the, who the skaters and the surfers were at the school there it was like there was what they called the surfer wall <laughs> it's like the skater surfer wall it's kind of more surf because in San Jose, Santa Cruz is just an hour away. Or yeah. And so we're, we're like, we want to hang out with these guys. like, But we didn't know them. And they're like the older dudes. And we like try to 
stand at the wall, but on the far side of it. So we want to be a part so of it, cool, but we didn't cool. want to get yeah. found we're out that middle, we yeah. weren't in. Oh, oh we're just standing we didn't want them no to be deal. like, get out of Yeah, no big deal. I mean? We're just going to yeah, stand. Yeah. Oh, you're standing here. I didn't notice you. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So we're, we're hanging there trying to like be a part of it. And then uh, someone comes over and asks us like, they just, yeah, introduce themselves or, or we're just kind of like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah. you know, and then somehow we got talking about skating over the summer and they're like, oh, you skate? Cool. You can hang out. Nice. And those dudes yeah. that I always say like were like open arms, like took us in into this brotherhood. Those are the dudes that became this community that I'm very grateful for because it's through that community that I felt encouraged. I felt supported. I felt that I was a part of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it's all those things that that really help you explore in life. Cause at the end of the day, like you're exploring, but when you can do it in a way to where you feel free in doing that because you can trust the people you're doing that with, you know what I mean? And totally that community yeah. provided that for me, you know? Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. And I realized that that's not common. Right. You know what I mean? It's not common well, to have, to automatically be able to be placed with so many people that are already like, open to you because of this common interest and i'm thankful for these guys because they have the ability to just and you know like our friend mike watt watt would always say it like let your freak flag fly you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. settings that are like embrace that and skateboarding embraces that yeah. it's like let that freak flag fly like we're all weirdos yeah and when you can feel comfortable in that then you're able to explore and just be like, I want, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like that thing, right? That, that definition of punk, you know, that's what you make it. You know, I've always kind of ascribed to that because that just sort of felt right, you know, coming, kind of coming from skateboarding when, whenever anything got too homogenized or too uniformed, it's like, oh, okay. I don't think, I don't think that's the right yeah. way to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's standing out? Who, who are the, who's the square peg in the round hole here? You know, and that's yeah. why I was sort of drawn to like Ed and, you know, and the toy mm -hmm. machine sort of whirlwind mm -hmm. then when I was coming up and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that, that was like yeah. the mid 90s like yeah. you know and yeah and it felt like there was something there was a there was a voice there it wasn't just the same uniform or the same kind of fitting in i like they, they've stood out you know I think yeah that's what made an impression yeah and a lot on, of that stuff's personal preferences yeah. and biases and things yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. i feel like typically the personality that's drawn to skateboarding they have that bent you know what i mean yeah, yeah. they have that bent they have that you know they kind of they 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 see that like uh, there's something interesting, engaging in, in that kind of like, this isn't normal. This isn't the normal thing. Like yeah. it's out on its own thing. You know yeah, what I mean? but it goes the same with music though too, right? You have people, you know, the bands that are kind of just a little bit out there. Like mm -hmm. you can play it safe and play the covers or play something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That sounds like yeah. what you're hearing on the radio, or mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. oh, this guy's kind of going somewhere else with it. You mm -hmm. kind of just respect the, yeah. the, the, you know, the expression of it. Like yeah. even if it's not your thing, it's like, yeah, that's cool. You know? Yeah, you're exactly. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, for me with skateboarding, it's like it became kind of the vehicle for that to develop. Like, I had that interest. I understand that there's that aspect of my preferences or biases towards just something that's out of the ordinary. You know what I mean? Yeah, Not yeah. a common thing. It's like, this is different. That was exciting to me, too. Like, this is different. Like, not, I don't really see this. 
Would you skate before school and after school? Yeah, I would skate yeah. to school. Yep, same. To and from school. Same. Those are yeah. some of the best sessions. Those early mornings, sun's not even quite up yeah, yet. Get the slappies or just something. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> that was the best because you're hyped. You're hyped all day, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. just thinking about it, like dreaming about it through through like math class. Yeah. So like, what am I gonna do when I get out that curb? Okay, I hit it I hit a little too fast. <laughs> yeah, it's coming in the totally. wrong angle. Okay, okay. Slam. Right slam yeah. right before. Like you kinda I remember sitting in class with like, you know what I mean? Yep. Just Scraped up, elbows. Oh man, Ray, you also experienced a huge transition during your skateboarding career, going from the 80s with huge brands like Pal Peralta to the 90s where smaller new brands quickly gained popularity. Tell me about that. I want to say around 91 ish, Stacey Peralta had left Pal Peralta. and a, and a lot of that due to just kind of the shifting of where street skating was going and new companies coming in. And, and I just think Stacy was just kind of done because he'd already gone through so many years with the Bones Brigade and, and you know, we're kind of third wave for him kind right. of thing. Was that your the, first part, Ban This? Uh, public Domain. Public Domain. All yeah. right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. Yep, yep. So yeah, so Stacy Peralta yeah. leaves probably around ninety-ish or something, and yeah. it was just a sense of like our captain's gone, you know. Yeah. And so Tommy Guerrero and Jim Thebo left Powell, and they started Real. Mm-hmm. Mike McGill left and started Chapter Seven. Um, Tony was leaving. Him and Per Willander were starting Birdhouse. Tony Hawk. Yeah. And then they were saying, you know. George Powell was talking to Lance saying like, hey, let's do another brand, but let's do it with Powell, just under the Powell umbrella. Okay. And then so Lance was like, hey, I might do a thing, my own thing under this. Would you want to be a part of it? And I was like, yeah, totally. Because what are we doing? Like, I just felt like we kind of weren't doing anything. And so, and then Lance got to a point where he was just like, you know what? I'm always going to have to answer to George. I don't want that. Like, so... He took a loan out of on his house and started the firm. A, a big part of what pushed Stacy out was Steve Rocco coming in. Okay, yeah. And yeah. making coming in and his way to come in was to make it known. You know, he had to present it as like the big brands are lame, just like in music. Sure. With yeah, indie labels yeah. are like the major labels but are I mean, lame. Yeah, but he whatever. did the. It was hubris because that can that happened. He, he became the big brand. Yeah, and that's always what happens. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but this is this is the start, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he started taking guys, and that was one thing that that there was. It was kind of this um, unspoken, kind of honored kind of thing. Is like we won't steal guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and when I say we, it was like the industry at that time, which was like what we call the big five, where it was like Santa Cruz, Pal Peralta, Vision and Sims, mm-hmm. GNS kind of thing. They wouldn't steal from each other because they were kind of like, it's they kind of had this union kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. But Rocco comes in and is like, nope. And <laughs> just starts money. taking dudes. Yeah. And the whole thing, I just left such a bad taste in Stacy's mouth. And he was already ready to probably be done and so it and so stacy had been telling george that you got to give these guys their own brand like they do it under this but give them their thing like stacy saw that that's the way to kind of uh function in this setting now diversify yeah yeah yeah. well just let these dudes 
you're creating it's it's no different than like the major labels bringing on indie labels right and so right. people think it's indie label but it's still yeah it's yeah. that kind of same thing it's like we're lame now because we're the big guys because this is the new thing so let's create little things to be and so george would never want to do that and then when everybody left and lance was still there then he was like let's do it lance <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then lance entertained it but what it did was it put the wheels in motion for lance to do his own thing Okay. And so it was never with Powell, but that's how it started. And then Lance was like, hey, I'm going to do it on my own. Would you still want to do it? And I was like, yeah, totally. And that's pretty much kind of how the firm started. That's awesome. And there was such a cool kind of like mod style from that stuff too, right? I mean, it was like the firm yeah, sort of then, had like that kind of like British almost sort of yeah, slant to it. Yeah. Like, I mean, the music sort of crossover-y thing too. I think you got to express that more. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think what's, what's, you know, what's really cool about, you know, the brands becoming more intimate and smaller now, closer to the ideas of the guys on the teams or whatever, is that now skaters are having to be the owners and the creatives. You cut out the middleman, you know what I mean, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And so now all these teams are way more expressive and they're way closer to their interests. So naturally, a lot of that just came out with the firm. And what you're seeing is a lot of our interests, a lot of Lance's interests, growing up, loving British punk and all the various kind of appendages that are part of that, you <laughs> yeah. know, the mod stuff with the yeah. Vespas and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and so that be those become your resources towards your ideas for, graphics and ads and all of that yeah you know what i mean remember yeah that, yeah the firm just really stood out at that time you know that was kind of right where i was kind of growing into my own identity as mm -hmm. my like you know now post 80s into the 90s now i was just you know i was born in 81 so here and my brother i think i told you this before but my brother had a skate shop yeah man. you know from 88 to 91 right. and so i was kind of the shop rat yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and, so and I that learned, was that time yeah when when and when it was shifting yeah. 88 to 91 yeah. is the shift yeah that's the turn that's where everything changed yeah so yeah for him all that popsicle sticks it just that's what we call them you know, right exactly he's yeah, just yeah. like and popsicle sticks came about because of the heavy shift to street skating right those other boards functioned for vert yeah and then it was kind of changing right yeah. like and so by that time 88 because i remember my board came out in 89 and i was like i need a bigger nose yeah and back then too like the well i just remember for me it's like we'd hop into trucks man and all right be like six of us in the back of a pickup truck <laughs> on the freeway it was like heading the, over to a yeah. vert ramp it's like leaving the cube it's like tony's yeah, exactly. pizza hut Straight truck up. exactly <laughs> yeah like you yeah. you know you wouldn't get cops would drive right by no. you it wasn't a big deal right because yeah, yeah. it wasn't the seatbelt thing yet yeah you know what i mean so yeah. crazy when you think about it i know right you think of your <laughs> yeah, kids dude. i remember we'd be in, bouncing you know, there'd be going people, through some things <laughs> we're and we'd, air. yeah we'd catch it air. we're like wow we almost fell out Hive oh. that never happened because right. because we were always so like that was fun. You know <laughs> do it what again, I mean? Do it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're invincible at a certain age, you know. Yeah, it's right. Like, unless 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 you get burned. Where did was was guitar playing again simultaneous? Kind of happen? You said you were looking. You turned pro so, guitars. Yeah, man. I always mm. tell a story like mm. I'm an MTV baby, mm -hmm. and so MTV came out in what like '81 was it? Somewhere uh, yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah somewhere Sounds around right. there. 
And um, I'm in fifth grade and, you know, I grew up with a lot of like jazz and soul in the house. My dad, who was a Marine, where he was stationed, they were doing their thing, man. So they had like a jazz band. Oh, cool. Like boxing ring. Where was this at? Uh, I forget where he was uh. stationed. He's from Arkansas, okay. but I don't remember where they were stationed. But um, but anyways, he he played saxophone, and so in um, so anyways, he had like a pretty good collection of records, and so yeah. I grew up listening to my parents' music, which was Motown and and jazz, and so um, MTV comes out. Now there's like rock and metal in the house. <laughs> My parents weren't bringing that in, yeah. but I'm, get, I'm getting it from TV. And you're the oldest of your siblings. Yeah, I'm the oldest yeah, okay. of my yeah. And so, so yeah. with two siblings, I have two siblings, a uh, brother and a sister. And so, um, yeah, MTV comes out, and now I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Um, and you know, because MTV was very ambitious with their goal of. 24 7 music <laughs> especially yeah. at a time when there was like hardly any videos being made <laughs> right yeah <it's laughs> to big, promote music you know what i mean it's a big swing like yeah. we're just create a platform for a thing that doesn't really exist yeah. but maybe the content will come right yeah. with like which is that's about what happened yeah. you don't talk about it like that back then but that's yeah. basically like yeah. Yeah, yeah but what they but they did fill it with content and yeah. what they did was basically provided a place for all the uh, labels who created some kind of marketing content for their bands, concerts, whatever, totally. right? Yeah, and yeah. so, so now I'm seeing all these like full-on concert videos. I'm seeing like Iron Maiden, Scorpions, and then those movies, right? Like Let There Be Rock by ACDC or Song Remains the Same, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Black Sabbath. I'm seeing all this stuff and I'm quickly getting enamored by the guitar hero. <laughs> Cause I could see the hierarchy in the whole deal. I'm like, okay, the singer's the main guy. Yeah. But then there's this dude that comes in for a little bit in the middle of the song where he's the dude. And I'm all, and that's, that's the coolest dude. Pick, those, pick your spot. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, just yeah. like, that's the coolest dude. Like yeah, what he's yeah. doing, I think is the coolest. And so I always say that. MTV got me excited about playing guitar, but I wasn't able to actually physically hold a guitar until I got into skateboarding because I didn't know anybody who had an electric guitar mm -hmm. until I met skateboarders and they were playing in punk bands and um, I'm hanging out at the band practices before we go skate the local ramp and I'm bugging them to show me some power chords before you know it, I'm sitting around with and so it was always kind of around the same time, but then guitar took a back seat to skateboarding the more that kind of progressed in it. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, skateboarding was the thing. I was just like, I was mono, I was just like, yeah. And it took guys like, Neil Blender and Steve Caballero to help me see that like you can still play in bands and still be like a legit skateboarder, like serious skateboarder. Cause it's weird the way you think as a kid, or at least the way I did was like, you thought you were cheating on this thing if you're doing these other things. Right. You know what I mean? And those guys kind of helped me see like, I think it's just, you're just doing stuff. 
and naturally skateboarding just took took the uh, the um the steering wheel if you will but i never had my own guitar i was always borrowing guitars um my friend mike because we played in a band played in a punk band when i got into skateboarding and started hanging out with the buddies that embraced me they're all younger guys too and they had a punk band called retaliation nice. and it was like a, a four piece <laughs> but um i was always hanging out and we knew about like the faction and we knew about these bands that like they had two guitars, bass player, singer, and drummer. And so so I crittled in as a second guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I never had my own equipment. I would borrow my buddy Mike Griffin, his his older brother, Paul, who um had like a Mike had a, a PV two twelve, maybe. Combo. Like it was pretty yeah, it was yeah. pretty loud, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And but his bro had like a little crate. <laughs> that, that's what you got, and that's what yeah. I was playing. I'll play the little crate yeah. Yeah. with some like kind of Kramer, like yeah. wild guitar, like Amazing. red, like thing, sharp right? edges everywhere. But I can never hear myself because oh, yeah. they're power. I've just yeah. got this little practice amp. Those dudes are able to be loud, you know. And I'm sitting uh -huh. there, you know. And so, so the reason I say that is because it's so funny because we got to play, we got to play one gig, and. uh it was our friend, uh, Joe uh, Sibliano. He had this band called Rage. They had this gig and they're like, hey, they were super, They we all skated together, right? That's mm -hmm. one thing I love about skateboarding is like, you've got all these, like, you get schooled by these like big brothers, if you will, kind of thing, oh, yeah, right? right? And so, um, so and they're, but they're just always super encouraging too, right? And so they're like, hey, you guys, you know, they knew we played and stuff. And they're like, hey, you guys could come open up for us, right? And so I'll never forget, like, going into practice at their space. And, like, they they had this little setup in, like, this attic. And we are just all crammed in. We were all spoiled because at Todd's house, Todd was the drummer. Drummer is always the spot where you practice, right? Yeah. And so and they had, like, a big room and kind of little cool. setup. So we were spoiled. So we get there and we're like, oh, whoa. We thought it was the <laughs> coolest thing. But what's crazy is like now we got big amps and I'm all Oh, you're playing through their I'm, set. Yeah, we're playing, yeah, we playing their stuff, oh, right? Okay, okay. And so, Marshalls, so when we, we played the gig, yeah, it was literally the first time I heard myself. <laughs> <laughs> no and so it was way. a combination of like, oh, well, shit. I can hear myself, but then I'm like, dang, I'm playing wrong. <laughs> like, like my yeah. parts are not working. <laughs> you're like a friend behind. You're yeah, it was just like it sounded yeah. horrible. Oh, funny. <laughs> like I didn't know that I was playing. I was making mistakes yeah. or playing it wrong or whatever, right? Yeah. Another thing that was super funny that night too is like we burned through our set. I don't know. We might only had like six or seven songs and probably burned through them in like 10 minutes or something. And at the end, like everyone's like, do it again. <laughs> you just did, did, you we did, did it again? Twice. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> we did That's the set. so good. We did the set twice. Where was that show at? Uh, I was in, uh, it was in San Jose at a movie theater. Oh, cool. and you know, it's funny. My friend, Joel Gomez, who, um, Joel ran session skateboard shop mm. and did like sessions clothing. And Joel's done a lot of stuff over the years. I forget what his handle is. He's got this new handle on Instagram where he's just kind of showing old, posting old stuff. Recently, he's got a really cool footage of, uh, Steve Cavalera at Winchester, oh. um, from like 70 something. It's so cool. But anyways... I think he I think either him or somebody posted a flyer from that night recently. Oh, I was that's like, cool. that's the show. So funny, dude. Amazing. But yeah, so it was at a it was at a movie theater. But again, like as I progressed in skateboarding and 
you know, a lot of my friends that we're playing music with, they were skating vert and we were getting more excited about street. And one of the things that really changed me from like playing so much was that, so this was all uh, middle school. When it came time to go to high school, I couldn't, I lived close to them, but I was just on the other side of the line to go to the high school that they were going to go to. Oh, okay. okay. We went to the same middle school, but then Thanks when it came for time for high school, it didn't work. You know, it was yeah. like, no, you got to go here. I tried to get a transfer, couldn't get a transfer. And the sucky thing about it, the times were different and it was farther. So they got out earlier. Oh. I could link back up with them to go skate, but I couldn't link back up with them to practice. So that was the end of practice. So that was ever. the end of me kind of wow. playing guitar because I was only playing guitar through that. Yeah. And so and so that's kind of what happened there until high school really. And when I say high school, I moved from San Jose after sophomore year to Tustin, Orange oh, County, wow. dude. Right. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Is that part thing. of the military? No, 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 my dad was a mechanic. Okay. And I got an opportunity to start start something with the garage in Orange County. Okay. And my mom could transfer. El Toro's right there too. That's, I was just thinking. That's yeah, El Toro. Yeah. 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 Foothill. Yeah. Well, you know, this is Tustin, Irvine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Santa Ana. That's kinda cool. In that zone. Yeah, yeah. And so getting out there was a trip. Um, there's such a NorCal, SoCal kind of rivalry, right? Yeah. And so it's funny because I remember feeling like, damn. Like it was a sentence or something, you know, like all my friends were like, dude, you can be so cow trader or whatever, you know, <laughs> um, but dude, that, but, that, but I quickly realized like, huh, this isn't bad because every weekend I'm going to like skate some spots and I'm skating with all my heroes. I'm oh, there's Mark Gonzalez. Here, there's right? not a Scott There's, you know what I mean? If this is, if this is bad, I'm, like, this I'm is, with I'm it. Like, dude, I'm like, dude. Here's where I'm at. I'm, I'm like, this, this isn't that bad, man. I'm like, okay. It's really how I was able to get sponsored by Power Alta. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I had some friends at school. They had a little band. They were doing like some covers and stuff. And so um, my, my one buddy, Tom, who was playing drums, I remember. I think I mentioned like, oh yeah, I used to play guitar or something. He's like, dude, come jam with us. And from that, I just kind of started kind of playing again. Like they had a guitar I could borrow. I forget how I got a guitar. I was able to get a guitar. I didn't have an amp, but yeah. then I could kind of still remember. Didn't take long to kind of get back. That's cool. To power cool. chords at least. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of these songs were like, you know, we're doing like Welcome to the Jungle and stuff where it's like, <laughs> that's just power chords or whatever, you yeah. know? We were, it was like what was happening on the radio at the time. And again, this is like 88, yeah. 89, you know. And then, and then, and then the kind of the third piece I always think about when I think about you and all your, you know, myriad of talents is the photography. Mm. And the, where did that come in? Is that, you know, is that an extension from skateboarding? You yeah, know, like it's the, all, you know, like it's all one big quilt, right? Yeah. Like um, all the various patches. And the quilt are a lot of these, a lot of these things that comprise of what I feel is the skateboard culture, right? Where it's yeah. like music, art, photography, videography, design, all of it, right? That's yeah. just 
that's all the language of it. <laughs> right. It's not you just know? what the guy's doing on the board, but it's everyone else kind of around documenting it, you know, designing the stuff. And, and, and all these, to it. Yeah. yeah. And all these things, I say it's the language because it's all, we use language to express ideas and to communicate. And so it's like, I'm so grateful that the language of skateboarding, all of these various aspects of it is how skateboarding is uh, expressed and, and communicated. And I guess when I say thankful, I'm thankful that guys like so many of the skateboard brands, your Stacy Peraltas, your Brad Bowman's, your Brad Dorfman's, I mean to say, or Fosto. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is people who created a way to express it to where skateboarders can make a living doing it right <laughs> you know right. I mean? so taking all those those different parts taking of the all language that and saying and like, like hey marketing right. it's, it's just sure. another way of saying marketing it. sure sure you know what i mean yeah. making it to where it's like vans all of it you know what i mean it's like but you, they, they you created been, something out of to where guys who do it can earn a living doing it mm -hmm. rather than just have it just be this you know, the sort of hobby lifestyle sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. A job but it's like these dudes can do that full time. Yeah. And you can't do that without the language. Can't do that without that right. stuff. Yeah. Sort of understand the balance of it all. It's like, you know, what's the, you know, like, yeah. How you know, do, now what, like, what, what you're doing, how do you present that in a way to where other people can get excited about it or have some kind of emotional connection towards it without doing it? Right, right. And I think this photography is a big, big part of that. Yeah. So again, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. So going no, no, back no, no, to the no, photography, no. Yeah, yeah, like for me, man, getting the opportunities to see the world through skateboarding, right? Mm -hmm. And getting to a point, thankfully, early enough to where I could still capture some of it, you know, <laughs> um, was realizing like, dang, I'm blowing it. I should be documenting this. Like these are memories here. Like these just are going like, on trips and just doing yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Like, Why am I not? Where's my just camera? This, just yeah, living yeah. this life. Yeah, yeah. And so there was one tour in particular um, where we were out for like two months, um, and two weeks in, one of the photographers that was on the trip, my friend Joe Brook, he had this little point and shoot along with his, you know, what I could say, work gear, like what he used to shoot the sequences of us and get the photos and everything but then you'd have like a a little point and shoot camera um a little snapshot camera if you will mm -hmm. uh called the yashika t4 and i was like man just seeing him shooting so much i was like because i was I, you know i grew up with photographers being on the other end of their lenses right mm -hmm. and so so i had I always had appreciation and respect for their craft because when the photos would come out in the mags, I'd always be blown away because I was like, dang, like, that's so cool. I didn't think it looked like that. Yeah, I was there. How did you look make, like I that? did the trick. I didn't <laughs> yeah. think it looked it like look that. Cool. It was not special. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I didn't think yeah. it was, you made it look amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so I was always enamored with that ability, you know, mm -hmm. the way they could see um, how to capture skateboarding and stuff. But it was easy to just kind of keep that as like, they're the pros, like that's what they do, like that's it, you know? Right? But when you're hanging out with them and you're just seeing how they just 
use a camera and just every day kind of things that I think that kind of inspired me seeing Joe just kind of shooting everything. And I was like, I can, I think I can do that. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's not that big. Yeah. yeah and then I'm like, why aren't shoot, I doing know? that yeah, kind yeah. of thing? I don't have to focus and just, yeah. just click, click. Yeah. Click. Or just like, yeah. because I didn't want to shoot skating. I wanted to skate. Right. And so seeing him document everything, I was like, Oh, I, that'll be, so, um, you know, I think too, just being like, Joe, I can't wait to see that photo. Of something goofy somebody was doing and he shot it. Oh, you know, what? right, right. Yeah, so it's like an inside joke. You're like, that's that's the punchline. We gotta wait till you develop it. Yeah, well, I just see wanna that. see. Yeah, I yeah, wanna yeah. remember that. Yeah, right. I wanna right. see that again or something, yeah, yeah. you know? And so I remember telling Joe, I was like, man, I'm blowing it. And he's like, Man, we're gonna be in New York in a couple of days. I'll take you to this store called B H and we'll get you this camera. And sure enough, we got it. And then that camera is I'd say is what started it all for me to actually be like get to a point years later where i'm like i want to learn to do the real deal because i knew that that was training wheels i knew that it was doing it for me Got and it. i was getting tired of it wasn't doing what i wanted <laughs> okay right that's that's the best part too of learning something when you when you get to the point where you can see that it's what it's not doing yeah when um uh, it's encouraging when you have yeah. ideas and vision that's everything right that's right. A, uh the the gear is subordinate to that right because you can have you can have all the gear but no vision you're spinning your wheels and unfortunately marketing tries to flip it to that narrative like right. it's the gear that has the vision get this gear and you'll blah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like no i'm gonna give you uh, very rarely right it might right. give you an idea because it can do something that's something else can't or something but everything sits there's no new inventions really everything sits at the same thing mm -hmm. typically nowadays yeah you know what yeah. i mean yeah um to where it all can do all. it yeah but you what do you want to say what do you want to do with it what do you want to be you know exactly. I mean? that's, the, that's the point that's always new and invent and that's the, the hard part it's capturing the voice of it like here's my voice how do i express it in this mm -hmm. way or my vision that i see like you said yeah, yeah, yeah that's amazing because because when I, I got to the point where i was like I want to make darkroom prints. You know, yeah. I started, I started kind of just, yeah, just desiring to like experience that. Like, man, I want to like get in the darkroom and see the image come up. And like, I just knew it was such a labor of love. And I just knew it was a craft. I think, I think because of skateboarding, the learning curve is so steep that it's just innate that, I need tension with what I'm doing. I need it to be hard. I need it to be a, a steep learning curve. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> if it's easy, I'm just kind of bored. I'm just kind of like, what did I do? And like, was you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, I mean, I even struggle. It doesn't happen too much anymore. But if I have an idea to get a trick, and if I kind of get it first try, doesn't count. I'm like, should we even use this photo? Like. Was it even, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, I didn't have to fight for it. It was just like, so that means like, is it even where, is it even that exciting? Cause it was just like, did I even push myself? I don't know. Right, right, but yeah. what I'm saying, because of that, I see how that gets superimposed into anything yeah. I do or, you know what I mean? And so with photography, it's not that I'm looking for that. It's it's that it doesn't keep me from doing it. And so when my interest leads to that, I'm like, all right, let's roll up our sleeves. Yeah, because like, I, yeah. I didn't want to get in the dark room because I'm like, this is hard. I wanted to do it. But when I found out it's hard, 
I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, let's go. Sounds like it's going to take some it's work. It's going to be yeah, even that much better. Yeah. Because now you feel like, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. pushing yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. that you've never arrived, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that And that's one thing I love about skateboarding, too, is that everybody's functioning in their own deal. In sports, they talk about it. Maybe track has it more so than than say like team sports but personal record right personal record right like your pr yeah. right yeah, and it's yeah. like and i always love that like skating yeah. if a crew is skating it's like you know because i'll never i never forget one time jason lee being like ray like you kept rooting this dude on he was like you you were rooting him on because he was doing good for what he was doing right because uh, okay. he wasn't ripping but and I was like, yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, yeah. Because it, I knew yeah. for him, like, that was, I knew enough of good. his skating where I was like, for him, he's ripping. <laughs> this is where he's at. This is, this you, is you his, don't get better if you can't be there. Th- you this is saying, his yeah. ripping. Yeah, yeah. It's personal it's not, record. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's not a, exactly. It's it's not like this big, huge competition. It's it's one thing to be competitive to, to help uh, encourage one another to do something that you're striving to do. But it's not this thing of like, I'm going to prove this right now in the setting and I'm going to show these dudes that I'm the dude or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so to me, the funnest sessions is when everybody's functioning in their PRs and it could be like one end of the spectrum to the other, you know yeah. what I mean? But, but, it's, but it's rooting on that idea. It's root. It's rooting that on. Yeah. Rooting on like, dude, push yourself. Like, dude, you could do that. Like, it's but it's kind of you know, I think it's the same everywhere you know you play with better people and yeah you know, yeah it's just, yeah it's how you I I marvel at it myself and I was like how did I get here oh for you know what I mean it wasn't it wasn't by plan you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. if it's like every day became a little bit better a little bit something you know I, I catch myself yeah you know just one I don't know does that happen to you oh, like it, dude I'm yeah. always driving yeah. over right now I was just like <laughs> this is crazy just yeah. just thinking about the reality of like wow, like, I'm so grateful to be able to do what I genuinely love doing. Yeah. And I feel like, I always feel like I'm going to get caught. <laughs> I feel like the dude that snuck into the party yeah. that's like, hey, what are you doing here? It <laughs> <laughs> was the best, yeah. I'm always, I'm always like, waiting for the like the gig is Yoink. up the <laughs> yeah, gig is yeah, up yeah, man yeah. like oh man you've had a good run the gig is up it's you so know funny. and so, so funny, but yeah. yeah i'm super super grateful man yeah. one, one thing i've learned is that thankfully well first and foremost f- fun is the goal along with progression but fun over that and i feel like one thing that I'm so thankful for with these opportunities and and I don't know if you want to just say career or whatever, it's just relationships, man. It's people, yeah. you know? And I just realized too, it's just like, at the end of the day, people just want to be around people that help towards making the experience fun or encouraging or something, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it's true. And, and that's the stuff too, you know, the, this job, that job, this relationship, that, but, but the friends, you know, that you make along the way, it's like that, that stuff, that stuff, the you know, camaraderie, that, yeah. that sense of community, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, it's, stoke. it's, you know, you pass that stoke on and you're like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Or just people want to be 
in settings where they can be encouraged at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah people yeah. don't want to feel there's enough things out there for people to smack battle around. with and struggle with with <laughs> yeah. being discouraged. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yep. so um I guess I'm trying to say it too. I think like sometimes people think it's just all about the thing itself or the ability of that, but there's a lot more that's about what is the posture or what that person that has that, are they someone that people want to be around? Because yeah. you could you could have the all the talent in the world, but if people don't want to get in the van with you, <laughs> oh yeah, That's or what you know, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. oh, same, same, you know, same with the band. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd rather play with a mediocre player who I love hanging out with than the the shredder that I can't stand being yeah. next to. Yeah, That's just, there's no, yeah. there's, there's no question about it. Yeah. Of, over all the years, and that goes across all the the sound mm-hmm. guy, the merch person, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the drive. That goes across the whole board of mm-hmm. of life, right? I mean, mm-hmm. That's how it works. Like yeah. you can be really good at your thing, but if you're if you don't know how to People don't want to be around you, man. You, yeah, yeah, people feel yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, well, dude, is this almost done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something. You know? Well, this is almost done. We should wrap this up. And you're you're perpetually somebody I always want to be around, Ray. So I thank you for that. You've been a huge inspiration to me in my life and everything I've done. So I just really want to say thank you. You know, to put it on record, oh, I, I owe you a lot, and oh, I've, really, I've been very. You've inspired me in in so many ways in my life and in my creative sort of oh, journey. Man. So thank you. Dude, I, it's, it's an honor to have you here on the show. Dude, just, thanks well, for thank having you. me, man. Yeah. And those words are way yeah. too kind. No, and, it's the truth, man. I'm I'm hyped to finally have an excuse to get out here and uh, see your <laughs> yeah. See your, let's let's open see, up some of these cases. See, let's see some guitars. See, see your spot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Thank you, Randy, yeah, man. Cool. Thanks for having yeah. me on board, man. Thank you. It's super cool. I'm looking forward to uh, all the cool conversations you're gonna have with people along along this journey. Yeah, so. yeah. It's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. Is, is there anything you want to promote? It's you just r dot barbie on Instagram. All right. Pretty much and. Yeah, there's some stuff cooking up, and I'm trying to do a better job of putting that out there on on Instagram. I really appreciate it, man. Thank uh, you. Right on. Thanks, Randy. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Oh, man, there it is. That was my talk with Ray Barbie. Wow. Um, It was so fun to sit down and talk with him and nerd out for a while about um, all the great stuff. I feel like that's, that's the part of my dna you know guitars um skating photography all the fun stuff that um, really inspired me from an early age i think continues to uh push me down the road and keep me uh engaged and excited about what's next to come i really want to say a big thank you to ray for coming over for nerding out we uh after the the mics were off we ended up doing just that we nerded out for even a little while longer played guitars and went through some pedals and uh had a great time it was really fun just hanging out i think he hung out for like another hour and i just couldn't believe it i was so stoked that he came over and and was uh willing to spend all the time and uh, it was fun yeah we found a really cool fuzz we I let him borrow a montreal assembly uh purple pedal which is this insane um analog uh, kind of modulating fuzz thing with an LFO built into it. It was really, it was, it was great. Um, just hearing him jam out on it. I even sat down on the drums for a little bit while we were just, just goofing around. Um, so again, thank you, Ray. That was awesome. And, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you next time. Also, I want to thank our podcast partner and swell dudes over at Ruinous Media. You can subscribe to Hyphenate and other music podcasts over at ruinousmedia.com slash hyphenate.